Hey, the Boston Celtics got a win that they needed. Oh, but it was not drama-free. Thank you, Woj. Going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy Jays back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, and thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Lockdown Celtics is free, available on all platforms, and it's including YouTube. So wherever you get your podcasts, want to watch a show on YouTube, wherever you want to get it, Lockdown Celtics, LockdownCeltics.com for all of the old episodes. I'm John Corrales. I cover this team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can go pick up wherever books are sold online. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, just the continued support. Really do appreciate that. All right, Boston Celtics beat the Orlando Magic. Yay, right? 92-79. Relatively calm, cool win. Sure, they struggled at the beginning a little bit, went back and forth. Sure, they kind of let, let go of the rope a little bit in the fourth quarter. But generally speaking, hey, look, you get garbage time on the road, good win, right? On the court, yes. So Celtics win it uh, fairly easily. Jalen Brown, 28 points, 10 of 17 shooting. That's awesome. Jason Tatum, not so awesome, 14 points, struggling from the field still. But uh, Al Horford was great. But there was drama. And I am going to talk about that in, in later on because at halftime, all of a sudden, Woj, you know, I'm, I'm watching the halftime show and Woj uh, they talk about, oh, Woj dropped this, you know, there's a players-only meeting. It's like, wait a second, players-only meeting? It was only November 3rd. Like, it wasn't even election day when they had players-only meeting. What? Apparently, the Celtics had an, uh, a players-only meeting. So I'm going to talk about that in the third segment. Uh, after I tell you, first of all, that this show is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's is proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Uh, second segment, we'll get into some of the uh, other fun stuff from the from the game. We'll, we'll just spend the first two segments talking a little bit about the game. So, yeah, the Celtics went back and forth with Orlando in this game. Uh, they came out. I, I thought they were okay. They scored 26 points. In the first quarter, they got a little cold in the second quarter. Second quarter got ugly. Defensively, the Celtics stepped it up, but they, they really couldn't hit anything. Orlando couldn't hit a damn thing. Uh, and it was an 18-18 second quarter. Celtics really ripped this open in the third quarter, outscoring Orlando 31-10. to What happened in this game was the Celtics' defense in that third quarter just really stepped up, and Al Horford really took over on both ends of the floor, really provided a big spark. The Celtics allowed 20 points in the paint, uh, 30, 20 of the first 33 Orlando Magic points came in the paint. After that, 12 the rest of the way. So they really shut down the paint. They really didn't let Orlando turn the corner. I think there was some, I think, I don't know if it was, if you say sloppiness or 
they weren't playing hard enough, whatever. Like Orlando came out strong and they, and they made, they made some shots. Look, it was transition baskets early on. It was all the stuff that the Celtics really struggled with. They allowed, uh, they allowed three pointers. Celtics were terrible at three pointers, uh, defending three pointers. They, they allowed shots at the rim. They, they allowed it all. It was, it was kind of like not the, the best start in the first quarter. And it was really thinking like, all right, please tell me that these guys aren't going to do this, this whole game. And you go into halftime down two and it's like, well, you're doing some things right, but you're making, you're making a lot of the same mistakes. And this, this can't go on the whole game. But this, this very much kind of, if, if we didn't have all of the other crap that was going on, if this was just a normal Celtic season, if they had won the first few games, let's pretend that Jalen Brown doesn't miss that dunk in New York and the Celtics hold on to win that. And let's pretend that Jalen hits the game winner in Washington and the Celtics go on to win that. And instead of coming in at two and uh, five, they come in at four and three and, you know, a little back and forth, but, you know, they're okay. They're figuring things out. This would have been like a, all right, Celtics are a good team. Orlando's a bad team. Good team comes in, kind of messes around a little bit. It's not so great. Third quarter, stomp them. Fourth quarter, garbage time. Okay, maybe Orlando makes that little run. It, it followed the formula. When the Golden State Warriors played the Oklahoma City Thunder two weeks ago, it was the same thing. It was, oh my God, the Thunder are up. What's going on here? And the third quarter, Steph was like, nope, <laughs> this isn't happening. Take over, boom, go. They win. And, and they, they withstand whatever plucky little team. So point is, the Celtics played this game like a team that was a good team, kind of toying around, not toying around, but like, you know, that whole dynamic. Obviously, we know what the Celtics really are right now. Not great, but eventually, hopefully, the Celtics, we can look back on this and be like, okay, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, Jalen Brown was uh, phenomenal in this one. Again, he finished with 28 points in this game, and, and really, was, it was just kind of easy for him. Uh, what were the final numbers? 10 of 17 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, only a couple of turnovers. That was uh, just fantastic. Jalen's the, basically the best option for this team. In the second half, 11 points, 4 of 7 from the field. So balanced scoring attack from, from Jalen. This follows, I think, last year's pattern. Remember last year where we were talking about uh, when, when it came time for all-star voting? There, there was some talk of like, are we sure that Jalen shouldn't be the starter and... <laughs> And Tatum, maybe the result. Like there were, there was some level early on of like Jalen's having the better season right now. Jalen, Jalen. We talk about Tatum as the lock all star, and Jalen as the kind of will he make it? And it should have been the other way around early last year. Kind of going the same way that Jalen at this point is is a lock all star uh, after eight games. Like I don't want to go too crazy, but he just keeps he keeps having a, a big. Big scoring game. I haven't even looked at the uh, the new updated leaders, but let me see if I can pull that up real quick because um, the official league leaders in scoring are, come on, baby. Okay, so Paul George, 
Jalen Brown's six in the league. Paul George at 28.9. Jalen Brown is at 26 point. And this doesn't even take into 28 points tonight, into account 28 points tonight. Um, John Morant's ahead of him. DeMar DeRozan, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Paul George. Uh, he's right there with Steph Curry. So he's, he's top six in the NBA in scoring right now. That's, this is pretty damn good. Um, so that, that's, Jalen Brown is the guy. If there's one criticism I have of, of this game, really, it's that the fourth quarter letting go of the rope forced these guys to come back in and play maybe a little bit longer. Jalen still played le- a little less than 32 minutes, which, which is great. But if you could have shaved off a couple of more, that would have been great. I thought in the fourth quarter, we were at a point where it was some, something like a 20-point game. And Udoku comes in with Jason Tatum and Robert Williams, no, or Al Horford, to, to start the fourth quarter with a couple of bench guys. I thought this is great because you had twofold action here. The Celtics are right on the edge of, of kind of like that stomping on Orlando. Let's just put them away. They're right on the edge of that. Jalen has played so many minutes already that if you can just not have him play an extra four or five minutes here, that would be awesome because you got Miami on Thursday night. Let's keep Jalen as fresh as possible. He's your best scoring option right now. You need him. Let's keep him on the bench. Plus, if Orlando is a little bit down, maybe Tatum can get some cheap baskets. And look, cheap baskets or not, a win is a win is a win. If Tatum could have gotten some some easy buckets there, seen a few a few shots fall and get some get get a little bit of a rhythm going, that could have been really important going into that Thursday night game against Miami. Turns out that Celtics kind of messed around a little bit. Both teams were just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy in the fourth quarter. Uh, so Jalen came in and and the Celtics closed the door. They they pushed it back up to twenty before just a late run made it a little bit closer. And it was a 13-point win. But it was it was basically a 20-point game for most of the time. I wish they could have kept the minutes down. Tatum played almost 34. He didn't he didn't have to. And it didn't work out anyway. He still was four of 16, still one of six from three. That's still a problem. And uh, and they still had to use Jalen. The only good thing is that that Al Horford only played 26 and a half minutes, which is perfect, beautiful, thank you. For uh, Al Horford, who was who was just I think was awesome in this game. In fact, I'll talk about Al Horford. I, I'll talk about Marcus Smart. I'll talk about why Bruno Fernando is just an absolute legend. Coming up next, first I got to talk to you about Rock Auto, which is the place to go for anything you need for your car, your truck, camper, RV, motorcycle. It's all right there. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy, and certainly. Do not waste your money going to a strip mall, chain store type of place because they only have so much shelf space. They're going to give you whatever they have. And you drive down there, you got to give all your car information, blah, 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 blah. You can just do that at home. Sit where you are at home. Type it all into the rockauto.com catalog, and you can just cruise through the stuff yourself. You want, are you on a budget? You just want a cheap thing to kind of get you through until finances stabilize no problem do you want to treat yourself to something fancier for the inside of your car do you need an expensive piece for your engine it's all there no matter how simple no matter how complicated people have talked to me about rock auto they said they have saved hundreds of dollars so please 
go check out rockauto.com. When you do buy something, and I think you will, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? That's how they know we sent you. That's the only way they know we sent you. So please write locked on so they know it's an amazing selection, reliably low prices from a family business that's been doing this for over 20 years. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Bet online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. And go on over, use the uh, desktop, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's how you get your bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. How about making your second listen to Locked On NBA podcast, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. There's a rotating set of hosts, so every day during the week, you get a new host covering the league as a whole. Uh, it's a fun show, just like this, Monday through Friday, about half an hour or so. So make them your second listen. All right. Or us. I should include myself as your second listen every day. Wherever podcast exists on YouTube, you can see our our smiling faces as we podcast. All right. Let's get back into this game where Al Horford, I think, was just so huge. This is such a great season so far for Al Horford, I think. I mean, it's not like he's a... He's going to be an all-star or all-NBA or anything, but he's just given the Celtics pretty much exactly what they needed. In this game, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, 3 blocks. That's awesome. I mean, he really, just a few assists. If they needed him to go back in, he could have slung 3 more dimes for a triple-double. Just 3 of 9 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, though, which is good, 4 of 4 from the line, so... I think Horford was at in in the middle of everything. Another three block shots, which he leads the league in block shots. Uh, I wrote a piece on Boston Sports Journal where uh, I, I his his blocked shot percentage is up uh, twice what it has uh, previous twice his previous career high. Once I learn how to speak, I can get this podcasting thing down. Twice his career high so far. It will level off, but uh, right now it's twice his career high. So he's really blocking a lot of shots, more than he has ever blocked. His defensive rebounding percentage is uh, seven points higher than his previous career high, and that came in his rookie season. So Al, at 35, is doing a lot, and I think – uh, this has just been an amazing run for him. I'll get into a little bit more of, of why I, I'm a little pissed off at the Celtics, you know, just from the Al Horford perspective. I'll, I'll, I'll do that when I talk about the drama. But right now, Al Horford is playing great. 
he was playing kind of like a point center at, at one point there. He had one play, was it the third quarter or second quarter? Uh, I forget. He blocks Cole Anthony in the right corner, left corner, blocks Cole Anthony, and then catches his block shot, brings the ball up the middle, and then feeds Marcus Smart for a not really a layup. It was kind of like a weird kind of hook shot, but brings the ball up and feeds Smart for this finish, which this is 35-year-old Al Horford. I mean, come on. Awesome. Awesome stuff from home. Marcus Smart, I thought, was good in this game. Now, the numbers you look at and you say, okay, 32, almost 33 minutes, eight points, four assists, a steal, a block, one turnover, three of eight, two of six from the field. They don't jump out at you, but the plus 18 does. And I think this was a, a, a very good Marcus Smart game. Uh, the two of six from three, I think, is a little bit misleading. He had one. That was a late second shot clock that he had to put up. Um, I think there was one more that was that was kind of like kind of stuck and he had to put it up. At the very least, two of five is 40%. And that changes the entire kind of complexion of what Marcus Smart's shooting night looks like. So if he didn't have to take that one shot, it was actually a, a pretty decent shooting night for him. But in control, I think... Uh, throwing some really nice lobs for for Rob, doing a little bit more, I think, of what he was hoping to do, just a, a tiny bit more, which may have shown a, like a little bit of kind of okay. Everybody's understanding what Marcus wants to do, and he, you know, may, maybe maybe there's some progress there. I don't know, but after Marcus said what he said, for him to come out, like he kind of had to come out and had a and have a good game. Like, I think he knows that. You know, he, after you say something like that and you have whatever, I don't want to say confrontation, but um, whatever conversations you have with the rest of your team between the Bulls game and this, I think you, you realize that I, I got to go out there and, and, and do it. I got to go out there and, and really perform. And he, I think, performed really well. So did everything you want Marcus Smart to do. Minus some shooting inefficiency. So, and just a side note on Smart, and maybe I should save this for the next segment, but because I want to talk about the drama there. But I think Smart understands. He knows he's an emotional guy. So I, I think after he calmed down, I think the, the notion that, like, I, I got to come out here and have a game like this was important to him. And now, look, I mentioned Robert Williams 30 minutes. 12 points, 6 rebounds, a steal, a block, a crazy kind of like, you know, shuffling. He, he was stuck looking late in the shot clock. He had like a little fancy footwork step back, mid-range jumper. You go, Rob. But what I love about Rob is he had the spectacular finishes, but he also had like the, the good, solid, catch the ball, keep it high, lay it in type of finishes, which I really appreciate with him. So I thought Rob... Had a good game. Uh, obviously, I've talked about Tatum, who who really, really struggled and needs to find his efficiency. Uh, Grant only played seven minutes, was, you know, non-existent in, the, in those seven minutes. Schroeder, four of 11. You know, Schroeder's such an interesting guy. It's so hard to get a read on him. He has some games where you're like, oh, 
he was really good. And the numbers, you know, he you have you you can see on the floor that he was good, and maybe you look at the numbers, you're like, oh, he didn't shoot well. And then you look at some games, you're like, oh, he was ugh. And then you look at, at his stats, and you're like, oh, the stats don't tell us. He, I feel like he's like the team leader in the box score doesn't match what my reaction to his game was. But I think this one was kind of on point where four of 11, you know, did not shoot well. He's 0 of 4 from three, struggles from the field. He did have three assists, four rebounds. Um, but overall, eh, eh, on Schroeder. And that's it. Josh Richardson, non existent. Uh, Romeo got in. Okay, nothing. Peyton Pritchard he had a couple of moments where he was attacking and, and that led to something good, which was good. Aaron Neesmith came in and hit a bucket. Good for Aaron Neesmith for coming in and hitting a bucket. Uh, I think I've seen a little tiny bit, maybe more cutting in this. Maybe a little bit. You know, I'm obsessed with the Celtics cutting to the basket. I think I've seen just a tiny, much more, a little bit, tiny bit more. I don't know. And then the absolute legend, absolute legend, Bruno Fernando, who comes in, plays two minutes and 29 seconds of garbage time in a 20-point blowout and still manages to get a tech. What a legend. Absolutely amazing stuff. I don't even know how it's possible to do that. But that's Bruno Fernando. I mean, <laughs> I, I, my level of respect is off the charts for Bruno Fernando for doing that. Making the most of your 29 minutes by getting a technical foul. He did have an assist. So, all right, that, that, that's the game. It was, again, the Celtics defense clamped down in the second half. They did enough. Uh, they're, they're obviously a better team than Orlando. And they made some progress. But at halftime, Woj drops a bomb out of nowhere that says the Celtics had a team meeting and it was kind of unproductive and maybe not like a little contentious and like whoa okay so all of a sudden what happened during the game almost didn't mean as much because the drama was still there and i'm going to talk about that when i come back first this episode of locked on celtics is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 it's a place where friends and family can come to connect Win or lose, teammates, competitors, home team, away team, come over to McDonald's and you can recharge. I know that I've had plenty of times where uh, I've been there and I've seen a little league team come in or hell, sometimes on our way back in college when we were in a remote area driving back from like Maine and we were starving and the only place open was a McDonald's and we were like celebrating because you know what you're getting with a McDonald's. You can walk in there and be like, Yes, thank you. I know I'm getting this good, delicious food, and I'm starting. <laughs> it's a beacon. Those big, that the, the golden arches were a beacon for us, for sure. Nowadays, very easy to go in there and just, if you want, grab your laptop, go grab a coffee, sit down, do your work. It's a great place to do that. Very reliable Wi-Fi, and you can even maybe catch a birthday party. Great place to have a birthday party for your kids. Uh, one place uh, that I've seen has like this huge like ball pit, big spiral slide staircase. It was a wild place. Fun, fun for a kid to go. So head on over to your local McDonald's. Refuel, reconnect. 
Did somebody say a Locked On Celtics watch party? I'm loving it. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Hey, thanks again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Why not make your second listen the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast? Josh Lloyd, who is just a juggernaut with his podcast. I mean, people are like by far our biggest podcast on the network. And it's because he will help you win your fantasy league. So check out Josh. He does a great job Monday through Friday. Check him out wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So Woj cannot let us have one day of just enjoying Celtics basketball, which wasn't really a, a great game. It wasn't like we sat there and like really enjoyed like ball movement all the time. And they did have a couple of possessions where it was like, whoa, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, uh, multiple paint touches, side to side. Getting, I mean, it was awesome. But only a few possessions. At halftime, we get the report that the whole players-only meeting had happened. And so after the game, Ime Odoka was asked about that. And he said, yeah, you know, that was a team dinner. We, we had planned a team dinner uh, for this day for, you know, a while. It wasn't like they said, all right, Marcus Smart said what he said. And this is, you know, we, we need a players-only meeting to hash this out. It was, according to Doka and Al Horford, separately said it, we had already planned to be together that night. So what we did was we gave the players a half hour to themselves before the coaches joined them. So that does change the dynamic of this a little bit. It's still not great that the team, the, the coaches, felt the need to say, all right, look, we're going to be down there at whatever time. We'll be there at 9. You guys go at 8.30. We'll just we'll hang back. You guys hash some stuff out. Like that's still There's still a recognition that there's stuff to hash out. But I think when most people think team meeting, players only meeting, it's like, oh my God, shit's hitting the fan. We got to go crazy. Oh my, let's, let's all get together now. Can't take it anymore. We all get together in the locker room or wherever. And, and we got to work this out. It apparently was not that. So on a scale of zero to, you know, Armageddon team meeting, uh, players only meeting, this, this some, feels like it falls somewhere in the middle, which is, hey, look, better than the alternative, which is, you know, everything's going to crap and everybody's at each other's throats. It's still not great to have this happen before election day, but, um, if this is what it was, if it was just everybody was getting together anyway, let's just you guys work some stuff out, then then fine. Also keep in mind that the comments from Smart came on Monday. And Tuesday in Orlando is not the first opportunity these guys have had to talk to each other. So I'm sure there have been conversations along the way. Now, the concerning thing is that Woj reports that it was emotional and maybe not productive. And that's concerning for two reasons. Well, three, but 
The third one is my own reason. Two reasons why it's concerning is, well, if it's not productive and it's emotional, if it's emotional, then that, that's not particularly great. But secondly, who felt the need to tell Woj about this? Who felt the need to be like, oh, crap, Woj needs to hear about this. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is not... Uh, <laughs> I think of it as like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia when uh, they're trying out for the Eagles and D punts the ball like 80 yards and the coach goes, oh, they got to hear about this. Like one of the one of the guys on the team was like, oh my God, what's being said? Woj. Hey, Woj. Like enough. Somebody somebody had to drop this dime, which now I'm kind of curious as to who. Was it someone within earshot? Was it a player? Was it a team employee? Who who felt the need to tell Woj about the Celtics business and and the, the content of that meeting? So that's concerning that they that we're at that point. At the same time, they still played, and you know, after the game, I will say the, the Jalen Brown comment of obviously in the midst of trying to win games, it's something that we probably didn't need. That's a quote from from Jalen. But then he goes on to say, hey, look, we all communicate and talk to each other, and we're all trying to find ways to win. I'm open to any and everything. I'm always watching film, trying to be better myself, be a better basketball player, blah, blah, blah. They, there's something, the, the vibes are not good. As opposed to like a month ago, the vibes were great. Middle of October, vibes were immaculate. Now vibes are bad. How bad? I don't know. But here's the other thing. Here's the third thing. And this is, this is really what's bugging me after a game like this. They are wasting Al Horford's best basketball. They're wasting it. And I, I, I can't believe that we're at a point here in November, early November, first week of November, and Al Horford is playing like this, doing things he hasn't done since his rookie year, playing like that block, bring the ball up, and assist play was awesome. Might be as good as anything Al Horford has ever done as a member of the Celtics. He, that play was phenomenal. And the Celtics, okay, they won this game. But the Celtics have been wasting these types of performances from Horford. When Al Horford is giving you this now, this should be like, whoa, found money. Like, reach into your pocket and be like, whoa, there, that's $100 in my pocket. Like, this is found money. Al is giving you everything that he has. And... Of course he's going to do it now. He's fresh. He's, he, he missed half the season as a healthy scratch in Oklahoma City because he was helping them win too much. Now you see why he was helping them win too much. He feels great. He's playing back-to-backs. How long is that going to happen? How long can we depend on Al Horford to give this, to give this level of performance, to lead the NBA in block shots? I mean, the fact that they're doing, that they come out of this at, Three and five is an utter shame. You've wasted all of this great play from Horford where Brown and Tatum and Smart should be figuring this out, should have figured this out. You're the guys who have been here this long. You're the guys who have been here forever. Like, put your egos aside. Stop this little silly, stupid slap fight that you are in and come out there and understand that if everybody just does the right thing, everybody's going to eat. 
Tatum can get better shots. Tatum can get better looks. He can get into a groove. Jalen can get better looks. He can get more touches in the fourth quarter. Marcus can get more assists. He can get the ball a little bit more in his hands, not just stand in the corner. But everybody has to play. Everybody has to go out there. It's not just not just on Ime to figure this out. It's on these guys to be smart enough on the floor to make the reads. Why do you think I'm harping on the cutting so damn much? Because it's an easy read to make. It's so damn easy. When your defender turns his head, cut to the basket. God damn it, just cut to the basket, will you? I mean, I know that. I'm an idiot. I'm this guy. I'm podcasting from my living room, and I know this. Why don't you do this? Get into a groove. Get some easy buckets. Don't try to make everything so hard on yourselves. You got Al Horford here who is busting his ass and showing you what team first basketball is. He is it's right there. He's showing you. This is what you do to help the team win. And Smart and Brown and Tatum are all just like having this little whatever between them. And I don't know, man. It's like, it's silly. To me, it's stupid because it's all ego-driven to me. Everybody wants to be the, the guy like, I want to help. Like Marcus, and I love Marcus Smart, but when he says, there's only so much I can do standing in the corner, you know, without the ball in my hand, it's like, all right, I get it. I get it. And that, that shouldn't be exactly how it goes. But at the same time, I know you're frustrated by losing, but don't, don't bring this out into the media. Don't give me this fodder for a podcast. This is what I'm going to talk about. And people are going to listen to it. Don't worry about you. Settle this stuff in-house. Jalen, don't worry about your touches. Settle this stuff in-house. Sit down with Ime and figure this out. Tatum, don't worry about your slump. That, I think we've got all of these things kind of competing with each other. And none of them are at the core of what makes the Celtics win basketball games. This is the problem. Tatum is, is slumping. So he's just, I got to try to shoot myself out of this little funk. So he's going to just keep on shooting and be frustrated and just try to get himself out of it because you shoot your way out of slumps. All right, fine. Except Jalen Brown doesn't get enough touches. So when Jalen Brown does get the touch, he's like, hey, look, I'm Jalen Brown. Why don't I go? Why don't I just try to, because I'm Jalen Brown, I can, I can, I can score. I can help us. I can help us win these games, which makes sense, except it's not. And Marcus Smart's like, hey, look, I've been a point guard my whole life. I can help us win these games. But this is exactly the pattern that has gotten them into trouble in the past. Last year, a couple years ago, before that, they're not worried about how can we collectively help the team win. It's the team is struggling. How can I help the team win? And it, it at its core sounds noble in a way. But it's really a selfish perspective to look at it that way. Because you're just looking at it, how can I put the blinders on? How can I help the team win? Okay? Not how can we help the team win? What, what, where do I fit in this? It's I need to do something to help the team win. Versus how do we help the team? And if you don't understand the difference, maybe I'm not explaining it properly, but I know the difference. It's... A team collective 
What do we need to do? Just what do we need to do? Al's like, yeah, you, whatever you need me to do. Yeah, I'll run point. I don't care. I'll run point. I mean, he's a big guy. Of course he loves to run point. Every big guy loves to run point. I was, I was playing center when I was in high school and college. I was moved over to the power forward and I was like, how long before I can keep sliding over and yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to bring the ball up, bring the ball up. It's cool. But I just feel like they're wasting Al Horford. They're wasting the best of Al Horford. And I don't know how much longer Al Horford's going to be able to do this. That's a problem. Because then when the Celtics finally get things together and Al Horford tails off a little bit, we're going to say, geez, I wish we had early season Al Horford. Like, well, you should have, you should have padded the stats with some wins early on so we could take some games off later on in the season and still be okay. Celtics, Miami Heat on Thursday night, which means the Friday podcast is going to be all about that game and hopefully only about that game. I do not want to talk about this anymore. I hate talking about this crap. It sucks. It's not basketball. I hate, hate, hate it. I don't like drama. I don't like drama in my life. I don't like drama in my basketball. I don't like drama on my TV. I just want to talk about basketball. So hopefully the Celtics win a basketball game or at least play well in a basketball game against the Miami Heat who are playing right now like phenomenal basketball, like great, great, great basketball. Maybe they'll tail off at some point, but right now, at this point, they are just for real to me. They're just playing great. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. We're going to talk about it after uh, after that game. That'll be your Friday podcast. Then on Monday, I'll talk about the Dallas Mavericks game. Hey, who knows? 3-0 is still possible on this trip. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> hey, let's keep, keep the faith. Let's keep, the, keep it optimistic. Please subscribe if you're new and you've made it this far. I hope you will find it in your heart to subscribe to the podcast. If you like the podcast to listen to in the car, in the shower, walking the dog, at the gym, that's awesome. Pop your headphones in. If you like just using YouTube, if you're a YouTube person, show's on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Comment. Let's have a little conversation there for sure. And if you are a regular listener, subscriber, watcher, and all of that stuff, I really ask you to please share the podcast. Spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.